Welcome to Resilience Unraveled. Hi everybody and welcome to Resilience Unraveled, a podcast that examines all aspects of personal and organisational resilience. A huge all-encompassing subject that covers the ability to thrive in life by harnessing your cognitive, emotional, physiological and contextual abilities. I share stories from people who have thrived despite remarkable obstacles, as well as highly successful practitioners and experts across a range of topics. And this podcast introduces their amazing stories and expertise, as well as my own reflections, perspectives, strategies and tips, which come from my own synthesis of themes and trends from wider learning. You can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and eBooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com. Then search for Resilience Space Unraveled. So, let's get started. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, Russell, and thank you for having me here today. It's a joy. Now, first of all, let's clear up your name. You pronounce it once properly so everybody knows how it should be said. Sure. Paola Knecht. Okay, very good. Well, Paola, tell us a little bit about what it is that you do. All right. Uh, well, I'm a transformation and, and leadership coach. Um, I have uh, my own company, which is called My Mind Power, where I treat clients uh, personally or in groups as well. And I also am uh, a project manager, which serves that I, I basically help big companies in uh, organizing strategic projects and also look on the side of the human part, the coaching bit. Uh, I also support big companies in, in that way. And recently I published a book, so I'm a newly, uh, 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 let's say, a newly joined author. <laughs> so that's brilliant because... The publishing thing, something I've been aiming at for a while. So I'm very impressed that you've done that sort of sort of thing to start off with, because it's it's tough, isn't it? And what's your angle in your book? What is it that you're what is what is it that you're discussing? Uh, basically, I mean the the key message of the book is that I challenge the mainstream view of success. Uh, I challenge the reader to really take back the leadership of their minds and redefine success in a way that is truly meaningful for them. So what, is, so what, is, I, what does that mean in practice? It means, you know, um, basically uh, what I have found in, in all this time coaching people and also uh, I'm in, an avid reader since I'm in a, uh, since a very young age. So I, I, dis, I was always asking myself, uh, what is the difference between the people that, uh, you know, extraordinary people that reach uh, things that nobody thinks is possible, that they really go beyond what, I mean, their precious dreams, like say, uh, they, they reach big things and versus the people that stay living, a, let's say, a common life. Uh, that they don't reach everything they will wish for, let's say. So, so you're saying that people are living against a, an externalized idea of what success looks like rather than what matters to them? I think many of, of them, yes. I mean, I, I believe that uh, 
the majority of people have been following a definition of success that was not really defined by them. Rather, it comes from external sources. I see. So how do you decide what is what success should look like for yourself? For me, um, success is really following uh, your vision, discovering your vision and really um, thinking about what makes my life meaningful. But not in a, in terms of okay, I want a big house and the latest uh, car and uh, earn X sum of money. I mean, I guess everybody starts in that direction somehow. But actually, when once you have reached certain milestone, and I have observed that a lot uh, in the corporate world, that doesn't mean you you were really successful. Um, in your own terms, because maybe you have reached all those things and you still feel um, empty, stuck. You don't find uh, more meaning in your life. Maybe you feel bored. Maybe you have, uh, um, you got uh, addictions or, you know, you you fell in a trap of never ending consumption and, Maybe you buy something like the coolest, uh, latest iPhone out there and then five minutes you're happy and then the next hour you forgot about it and you are looking what's next, what feels, what will fill my heart next. So you're sort of talking about who you are rather than what you have, I suppose. Is that, is that exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. So how, then, then I'm guessing that what you're saying is that, of course, those things will change during various parts of your life because obviously... Um, someone who's at the beginning of the career, who's young or who's in um, mid-career or career change or where someone's had a, a substantial um, external impact like the lockdown and COVID and such like that. Is that a chance to reset what success would look like? I believe so uh, because it gives you time to think. I think most, even when you're young, I mean, I, I wish I would have had uh, the, the awareness of, of these topics earlier in my life. And I got them relatively early, but if it would have been much earlier, I would have taken different decisions about what to do with my life. Yes. And so, and so how do you set a vision for yourself? Because if you don't know what you want, or if you don't know you, what you don't know, how do you work out what it is that you do fancy if that makes sense right one of the first thing um that takes you closer to to who you are meant to be or what's your north star let's say is to go back to childhood and really you know reflect what did you love doing as a as a child Yes. Uh, what were those activities that you did uh, and, you know, the time could pass, the hours and the days and you never grow out tired of it and um, connect back to that because we forget it. Uh, we grow up, we take on responsibilities and then we start to follow other trends uh, and we really uh, disconnect with what we love to do as a kid. And, and is that still relevant when you're older or, 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 is, that, or is that still a really valuable exercise? Because say if you're in your 50s, for example, or your 40s, how, how useful is it looking back on children's experiences and desires? Or has is, is, is it still got a value? 
it I I believe it still does if you are by then not sure what you want to do next in your life. I mean, if you're clear by then, uh, I, um, with for many people the awareness come at the mid, in the middle of their lives, but they mm -hmm. say, "Look, wait a minute, I'm, I don't like what I'm doing, so I want to reshift." And if you don't know how, I believe that is still a valid exercise. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so first of all, we re-examine our past and we think about the future and we put our vision together. And then I guess you have to wrap what success means when you've got that vision. So right. how you'll feel and where you'll be and who you are. Is that is that is that is, is that sort of an idea? Yes, I mean, one thing is to reconnect what you love to do, but also you can think further. Okay, let's say that I love to cook or to bake cakes, or I, I love the idea to, to become a chef. Okay, that's one thing, no? How will that, um, if you want to take that further, okay, how does that make me a living? Or how can I live with that, with that uh, dream I have? Is this... Is this something that will make me earn a living in a way? Is this something that is gonna help people? Um, will I have a positive change in the world? That's when you start moving away from, okay, this is a, a dream, chill-like dream. And the next step is how do I connect that with something more meaningful, something that gives uh, you um, a deeper uh, meaning, which is okay. Can I change uh, or or trigger a positive change in society? Can I create something new? Create a new line of knowledge? Um, can I connect my, for example, passion for being a chef with uh, cooking uh, natural meals with innovative ingredients that can help people reduce the like uh, fast food, you know, you start to, to to connect the dots from what you love to what is your life experience and how do you basically rediscover that mm. passion and convert it in something you can uh, pursue further as a project, for so example. How, so how did you, coming from Mexico to Europe and ending up in Switzerland, <laughs> be part of your success? <laughs> well, um, Actually, it sounds funny, but I mean, since I was a little kid, I loved to, I, I had dreams of traveling around the world. I, I My father gave me this, like, um, these gloves, like the world map, but in, in the rounded thing. And... Uh, and I used to, to look at it and, and, you know, push it around. And I said, but I like this little boot. Ah, that's called Italy. Oh, I want to go that someday. And, you know, I was fantasizing about traveling. And this all sort of stayed with me. So when I had to do choices where to go to study or, or what to do next, I always dream about, okay, I want to finish my bachelor and I want to do my master in Europe or in the U.S. or and that's how uh, I ended up in Switzerland. I, I graduated from engineering. And then I had the chance to, to join master programs in Europe. And I chose Switzerland because it was in the center of Europe. And in my thinking, I said, OK, I, I, I can travel around. Of course, by then, I didn't know how expensive it was, yeah. <laughs> Switzerland. But anyway, I mean, the vision was there. I wanted to go out to see the world. And 
and that that had a lot to do with that vision learning other from other cultures and understanding what's going out outside my my little world back then yeah oh fantastic so so that makes sense doesn't it if you have this travel bug it makes sense to find jobs that allow you allow you to travel so um that's very good so tell me about how people can find out more about you and tell me about a little bit more about the book who it's for and uh what right. it's all about well you can find me uh, if you in social media by my name and just by looking paola knecht or also looking at my webpage uh, is www.mymindpower.com um, and uh, yeah just feel free to drop me a message or to to join me on social media i'm everywhere i'm in twitter facebook in instagram and linkedin so uh, i'm quite open to to get uh, to know people and regarding the book um well the book you can find in amazon and uh, as uh, as we were talking about uh, the may the key message of the book is really um that just to to remind readers they have the power to redefine their own success story. Mm. I proposed 11 pillars, which I found uh, were the most powerful ones to guide you in this journey of self-discovery. Right, such as? So you start, for example, with a vision, but then you touch topics like how you overcome the fear of failure, how do you train your focus and self-discipline, how to deal with the resilience, how to uh, connect also with your inner self, with the spirit and this triada body, mind, spirit, uh, how important it is to take care of it, to nourish it, to live in the present. So we touch different uh, dimensions of, of, of um, human nature. And I what? found those were the most powerful ones uh, yes based on my experience and uh, my research. And given we're all about resilience here, what, 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 give us a bit of a sneak peek of what your book talks about in terms of resilience. Uh, resilience, uh, in the book, I basically I um, propose that there are two, two elements on resilience there. One is, is an inborn trait. So I believe we are born with a resilient, uh, with, muscle let's say with that inner force that is like a self-succeeding mechanism that we already have since we are born and you can see that in in little children for example my first year old boy he i i observe him how he, has, he struggles to walk and he you know he tries he fails he comes back again and he fails again but he, he doesn't give up until uh, he reaches it. Yes. So, I mean, I don't tell him, uh, do this, do that. He knows what to do um, inherently. Yes. Um, but then there is the other element that when we grow older and we start to follow education or to, to we grow out of our inner and self, I think, or inner self mm. and start to listen more to other people and to try to comply to others and to be liked by others. We forget that resilience muscle and we become people pleaser. 
And that uh, basically atrophies our muscle. We don't train it anymore. And so we try to live in a world always uh, being liked by others or uh, filled by uh, filled your expectations of others. And then when some big challenge comes, you find yourself uh, helpless. Like, okay, what do I do next? Uh, I don't want to be disliked. I don't want to fail. I don't want that self-image to get ruined. And then, and so, then you don't practice it. So you're yeah. saying the opposite of resilience is people pleasing. So, or the the way of growing resilience is to end people pleasing. Is that what we're saying? Is uh, is one element? Yes. I mean, that would make sense to me um, because it's about um, if you're always working to get be liked, that does actually get in the way of, you know, understanding yourself and having your own sense of self, doesn't it? Yeah, and your own voice and really following your truth. And we are afraid to tell our truth because we we think others will deny it or say we are crazy or uh, will not fit with the main narrative. Yeah. No, I think that I think that makes a lot of sense in learning to let go of people's aspiration or people's perceptions of you is a really important one. If you don't have your own truth and your own vision, then somehow of course everybody else's version of you is important. So that's why you need the things you're saying. Well, that's absolutely brilliant. Thank you for spending time with us today. So let me just go through a few things. So the website is my hyphen mindpower and dot uh, com. And as you said, the book is um on Amazon. So it's right. have, definitely having a look out there. And uh, and as Paula says, you can find it all over the place. And if you're unsure about the spelling, just look at the show notes and uh, you'll be able to see that. So it's P-A-O-L-A and then Connect, which is K-N-A-C-H-T. So brilliant. Thank you really for spending so much time today. We actually agree on so much. So it's, it's, um, it's really nice to talk to someone who agrees with me because actually, mm-hmm. you know, then we're both must be right about everything, mustn't we? <laughs> <laughs> for me, yes. So anyway, well, thanks for spending time with us and you take care. Thank you so much, Russell. Was fun talking to you. Bye-bye. Hi, everybody. I hope you found that episode useful and interesting. Feedback is always welcomed, and if you are in the mood to subscribe to us or even leave a comment on iTunes or Stitcher, that would be amazing. If you want to suggest ideas or even people you would like me to interview, then reach out to us at qedod.com forward slash contact. As I said earlier, you can go to qedod.com forward slash podcast for show notes or follow the links. And you can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and ebooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com, then search for Resilience Unraveled. I look forward to being in your ear next time around. Take care.